0: So you think that everything is fine and then something happens that you don't expect and your life changes.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if, even if it's not fine, you have to make it fine because there's no going back. Right. So what do you do when life changes? How do you deal with it? Some people deal with it badly and some deal, people deal with it well. But we all as human beings will have to because change will come upon us. So think on this when life changes, as Josh and I launch out onto the loop today and discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. Hey
1: everybody, this is Josh.
0: And this is Brian.
1: Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics.
0: If you, intrepid listener, dun, 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 <laughs> want to receive updates when new content's available, and I know you do, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive notifications when there's something new to listen to. We appreciate you. And please do share with your friends and share these conversations because it helps us all get better together.
1: And as always, you guys can find us on uh, curiositycontinuum.com. Link out to all of our socials on there. and We want to thrive on your feedback, so we need feedback. So start giving us some more feedback. We, We do get some here and there, but we would like more, right, Brian?
0: We do. I'll tell you, one of the most rewarding things happens when uh, I talk to somebody and they've heard an episode. It just sparks a conversation with the group of people there. That happened actually this weekend uh, in a small group. It was like people had listened to a recent episode of ours and it sparked the conversation. Sure. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. And I'll tell you what, there, there was a very different group of people within this in this family unit and they all contributed really well. It was really fun to participate in that.
1: Yeah, so we, we want to... Get your feedback so we can participate in some conversations with you guys,
0: and include you. Yes. Dun, so dun 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 dun.
1: dun, dun. Thr- <laughs> transition out.
0: Transition. Here we go. Okay.
1: There. All right, Bryce. So you wanted to talk about, and I did too. I think this is a good, good topic because you know, not only is life constantly changing, but I think for a lot of people, especially like right in this time frame, life may be changing faster than they're they're comfortable with in a way that they can't directly uh, directly control right
0: correct correct we have to remember that regardless of where your station is it has affected you in some way shape or form and of course for uh parts of the population and where you live and what you do for livelihood definitely matters. Absolutely. My my goodness, in many different ways. I'll say this, when life changes, you have to deal. But I, but I think the first part, Josh, I want to talk about this because I really think it's easy from your station, uh, especially if you've had a place of privilege or like your life hasn't changed or something to, to start to really cast uh, undue judgment on people where I said, well, they should have been more prepared. It's like, well, right. prepared for what? It's you, There's no way that you would have foreseen something so revolutionary across the entire world.
1: And even if you did, even if you did see it coming, did were you in the position to, cha- to prepare for it? Because, I mean, I think that it's easy to say, like, look, you should have been prepared for something. It's really easy to say it. But it's not only difficult to do, Um, especially like I live in Southwest Florida. We prepare for hurricanes every year. Supposedly supposed to be preparing for hurricanes every year.
0: (laughs) 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 But, you know,
1: the three days before the hurricane coming and Walmart's packed with people and there is nothing left in the store (laughs) tells you how much people prepare because either they can't afford to or they just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's a whole slew of like reasons and explanations why people don't prepare, right?
0: Some of it is a desire where they don't want something to change. Right. Or they say, oh, well, that won't happen to me.
1: And I think I think here is the impetus of this episode. We're talking about when life changes because it will change. It's not when life changes, when life will change. Because yes. it's always changing. Really, it's not preparing for individual events, I think, so much as it's preparing for the mindset of us to change with the actual situation we're in.
0: Very true. I want to, I want to talk about this too, because I know that there's a lot of people now that, and I, and my own self included in this number, I'm more interested in gardening. (laughs) I'm more interested in, in some analog activities. I think, especially as a Western Western society in the United States, we've, we've taken structures and systems for granted that they run a certain way, and we assume that it's good, although we've had no visibility into actually how good or how stable it is <laughs> right. until it's put to the test. Because it's never been and tested like this. Now, look, I- I've, seen, I've seen a lot of businesses uh, from my professional career and, and looking at them and analyzing them and helping them be better. You would be horrified to see how many businesses are just... Bubble gum and duct tape holding stuff together, yeah, and they have a really good public image now it doesn't mean that there's bad people in those businesses, but the the level of trust that we say you're going to come through it's not that these people aren't trustworthy, but the systematic way that you would say and in every event, this is going to be the case right, really thin ice
1: well, I think also too is that um businesses and people we rely on each other, so and we're only as strong as that weakest link of whatever, for example, in a supply chain, I just don't, for example, you know, I might not, I don't do that thing. I, this guy does that thing or this lady does this thing. I rely on them. Well, what happens if they can't do what they're doing? Then my part fails because of that. So I think that part of it is being prepared for the eventuality that you may have to do it all (laughs) or at least (laughs) bubble gum it together yourself. So that it, you can get it to work.
0: And look, th- this is where this conversation gets a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Honest, just to be honest, because we enjoy the ability to work together and collaborate. Like that—that's one of the power of human beings to be able to collaborate. I mean, we see it in rough form, you know, nature and and you know when you see packs of wolves hunting or something. Oh yeah. But but you don't see like a herd of turtles get together and go, you know what, folks? What we need to do here is collaborate. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lives, it doesn't happen because it's really a, a human driven type of thing that you really see the true meaningful collaboration and we're all gifted differently. Those things come to bear really well when you start to kind of like be able to focus on that and not have to do other things. Now you can, you can, you know, there's a smarter guy than me in psychology named Maslow that talked about the hierarchy of needs. And when you start to do the thing at the very top of his pyramid called self-actualization, You really find a lot of fulfillment as a human being, which is why we chase it, which is why we want to do that. Because like, well, why would I, (laughs) why would I try to fix my doorknob when I have more joy and pleasure trying to pursue something else and do something really cool? Well, you should do those things. Come to take the conveniences of this world for granted and not understood really that if those things were taken away from us, how we would do our life. And this is what has what Josh and I have talked about over many podcasts is bringing the analog side of life back into focus and understanding how to do stuff.
1: Right. And you, and, you, and you don't have to be the expert at everything, but just understanding how it works and how it functions is important.
0: And you don't even have to be wired to know, like, well, this is how a circuit works and this, that. Now, I'm going to share a somewhat embarrassing story about myself here, right? So... <laughs> just one come on (laughs) just well i mean you know i have this content we need for future podcasts we need content yeah tune in next time for brian's other embarrassing story yeah his other one (laughs) out of the two of us josh is far more engineering minded than me right he reads schematics now for those of you who don't know josh uh was studying to be a a literal rocket scientist so even though he may say (laughs) little sometimes on some episodes he has many things to say I just did the more of a most one of us, the two of us. So, you know, for him to be able to go, hey, I'm going to install a fan in my house. He knows how to do it. I actually, I, I was video chatting with him and I was watching him install a fan in the room while we were talking, yeah, and he did a good job. And I've seen this fan work, and it works. Okay? Yeah,
1: it hasn't burnt my house down yet, so we're good. Now
0: I had this, I, I had the situation where I installed a dimmer switch, and I thought like by getting like this really. Higher price dimmer switch. I was getting like the the Cadillac of dimmer switches. Do you know I electrocuted myself twice? <laughs> and I thought I turned the power off. And I am a smart man, but this was like em- highly embarrassing. And like threw the screwdriver across the room a couple times. And um, I even I got it working, but this thing got super hot. Yeah. And I finally called an electrician to go like, yo, like because our house was in the warranty. It was a new build. I'm like, I'm going to try to do it myself. I didn't know enough about how electricity circuits worked to even do that now you might say well why didn't you know that it's like well because you look at youtube and it's like well this guy seems to know what he's doing but what i didn't learn what i didn't realize until the expert came in he said you actually bought a too powerful of a switch he said that you actually needed to buy a cheaper switch that did it because there's less load on the circuit right he installed that thing man that sucker worked perfect until we (laughs) moved out of that house and I guarantee you there were no problems after the fact so I learned something that day now I'm very fortunate that I didn't burn down my own house or I didn't electrocute myself and I got issues now for the rest of my life right (laughs) you know but those things are actually important and one thing that I want my children to learn are those things because if our generation that which Josh and I are the last of the Gen Xers and kind of in that transitional generation we were the, like the latchkey generation and we didn't learn some of that stuff because we were kind of left to our own devices now some of us did to different extents. so that's not a, a you know everybody and everything right however we've now had children and those children are now one more degree away from that and one thing that i want to learn uh, what want my children to learn is how to do those things i can teach them how to change oil in a the car they don't have to always rely on the oil change place. Right. They should know how it works.
1: Well and, and even if they do go to oil change place, then at least they know the process of what's happening.
0: You yes. know, and I
1: think the proce- processes and processes are important. And they're important for when when life does change, so you can always fall back on something familiar or you can fall back on something you know to get you through the new change. Correct. You know, and we've talked about this before too, Brian and I, where it's like a toolbox of things that you have. Even if you don't know how to get to the new place, you maybe have an idea of how to start. And then yeah. you might have an idea of what do you want it to look like at the end. You can kind of pull it together by using experience, you know.
0: The old adage of you can't steer a parked car is very true.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, you got to be why- moving. Yeah. Let me let me ask just
0: a question. Why are we so afraid of showing people that we fail? I'm going to say this. Why are we so afraid of failing at something? Really? Have you ever asked yourself what the worst case scenario is of your failure? Because
1: you got to do it again. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. And most things. Look, if I uh, you know can't open a door or something, you know, big deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I'm trying to make a new dish. Let's say I'm trying to cook a chicken a different way. Yeah, worst case scenario, it goes to my dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Happy dogs. <right> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, why are we, uh, you know, afraid to fail? And that's because of basically our cha- our fear of change, right, Brian?
0: Fear of change and, and ego things. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, okay, I'll just, you know, you can't put a dimmer switch in your house. Like, no, I can install a fan, so I can do that, which is good. But it, it's Okay. It's okay that you don't know it, but what's not okay is that you didn't take the time to learn that you weren't good at it. Right. Not to try something different. And we're not saying that you shouldn't try to find the thing you're really passionate about and go do. You absolutely should. There are certain things in life that require your participation to be good at so that stuff won't fall through the cracks when life changes.
1: Yeah. And also, um, how are you going to know if you're good at it if you don't try? When when you, that change happens, why don't you just try it instead of saying, "Ah, no, I'll just leave it for later." I know I find myself in this boat a lot where I'm kind of like, eh, I'll just let that go." But in reality, just try it. <laughs> you know, cuz you what,
0: have nothing to lose. Nothing
1: to lose, everything to gain. And it's kind of yeah. kind of cliché and it's an old saying, but it's true.
0: So, I think this is a good place to put a comment in the conversation for today. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, it's a good place. So, the challenge is, find something you suck at, <laughs> go learn it, and figure out why you sucked at it. You actually may be surprised, because um, you may actually find something that you enjoyed that you just have to think about in a different way, and you never would have known it unless you just jumped in and got your hands dirty.
1: That's Until true. next
0: time. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.